This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Today on episode number 681, we're going to talk about fine-tuning your content with audience surveys. I got to tell you, I asked you, it's the question of the month, what did you like about my show? What do you wish you would change? And that's the question that takes mm, maybe a spoonful of sugar to help the feedback go down. We're going to talk about that today. And it's not just all about me. There are some things you can learn about your show from my audience survey. Hit it, Pedro. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I am your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you are new to the show, welcome aboard. This is where I help you massage your message. I help you tackle the technology. I help you face your fears and flatten the learning curve and get you not just podcasting, but get you podcasting in the right direction. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. If you'd like to join me, go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. Use the coupon code LISTENER, that's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, and save on either a monthly or yearly subscription. And don't forget, there is a 30-day money-back guarantee. Want to thank Pedro from My Stuttering Life podcast for uh, singing the jingle. I asked for feedback today, and I got to tell you, that makes you kind of want to wet your pants when you go, I'm a big boy, I can take it. And then people actually do say, hey, I really wish you would change this about your show. And what's going to be really interesting about this, because I'm, can I just pull the curtains back for a second? I was like, how am I going to make this entertaining? Who wants to just hear people talk about me? It's all about me. Look at me. Oh, holy. I mean, can we get any more American for those people across the pond? He did an entire show. He just talked about himself. Right. It's amazing. So uh, I was like, how are we going to do this? And luckily, the feedback, I can say, okay, this is what people like about my show. Are you doing this? Because it's fairly universal. But what's interesting is, and I love this about this, you will see how you just can't please everyone. We're having another Bernie the Cat moment. If you're new to the show, back in the day, I had a cat called Bernie who would interrupt my show on a regular basis. Let's have a little Bernie for those of you that don't know him. Yeah. Really? Wow. That's a new kind of meow, buddy. (laughs) And there I go, inserting sound effects into my show. Because some of you love that and some of you don't. And some of you loved Bernie the Cat and some of you hated Bernie the Cat. That's interesting. So my goal here is to help you, number one, go through the process of a listener survey because some of it's real. There's some really good feedback on here that I went, ooh, I never thought about that. And then other things you go, "Mm, yep, that's not going to change. And it helps you fine tune your content. Uh, You look for things. Now, I was lucky enough. I put the survey out and I get I don't know, around somewhere between two and 3,000 downloads per episode. And of course, I've been doing that for 15 years. That's how, that didn't happen overnight, by the way. But I got about 31, not about, I actually got 31 responses via the online form, which is really what I was looking for. So if we take that and divide that by 2,000, that is, uh, if we round it up, 2%. So remember how I always talk about, you know, you're lucky if you get 3%. Yeah, that's because you're um, lucky if you get 3%. 
And so I'm going to talk about today how I went through what I did. And there are some things that apply to my show that I think are also going to apply to your show. But before we get to that, I want to talk about the podcast engineering school. We are going to talk about sponsors today. This came up. And I want to talk about Chris Curran and the Podcast Engineering School. This is where you can learn to engineer and produce podcasts at a professional level. And then whatever you want to do, earn a great living, done. Part-time or full-time living, yeah. If you just want to make your own show sound great, then you can do that. It's established way back in 2016 by Chris Curran. And he basically goes through and teaches the professional audio engineering aspects of podcast production. If you want to earn money as an independent podcast editor or producer or an engineer, yeah, this is a great place to do it. If you want to produce your own show at a professional level, it's a great place to do it. Now, here's the deal. The next semester starts September 10th. Look at the calendar. That's like right around the corner. And the program includes live interactive online training, Two, not one, but two mentoring sessions with Chris Curran. That's one-on-one, plus major discounts. I use a program called Isotope RX-7, and it is not cheap. We're talking like four-figure software, and I got it at a huge discount. It's almost worth paying for the whole program just for the discounts. You also get lifetime access to the Podcast Engineering School community as well as a certificate of completion. So check out all the teaching topics at podcastengineeringschool.com. Right now, there are early bird specials, and you got to do it. That's only available for a limited time. So again, check it out, podcastengineeringschool.com, and thanks for being a sponsor of the School of Podcasting. If you're new to the show, the last episode of the month is where I gather feedback from you and other people who listen to the show. And it'd been a long time since I'd actually just said, hey, what do you want to see in this show? What do you like about it? What do you dislike about it? And what would you like to see in the future? And I had an online forum, but I also asked you to send in some audio feedback. And so we're going to share some of that now. Let's start off with Pedro from My Stuttering Life podcast, because uh, he was nice enough to sing the jingle. Here we go. Take it away, Pedro. What's up, Dave? This is Pedro from My Stuttering Life. And to answer your survey questions, what do you like about the show? It has so much information. I'm always taking notes in my journal to help me with my podcast what do i wish would change nothing because you have an outstanding podcast that gives us so many golden nuggets to help us with our podcast and what topics would you like to see in the future more on um, interviewing that is where i struggle the most so that would be great thank you pedro i did an episode uh i think about three weeks ago on everything i know about doing interviews if you go to school of podcasting.com slash six seven seven you can listen to that episode thanks so much for the feedback here comes darwin dave hey dave this is darwin dave from the dealing with my grief podcast at dealingwithmygrief.com. 
Before I get started, I'd like to say thank you for shouting out my show on episode 680. I do believe that that was last week's episode of the School of Podcasting. It's always nice when someone recognizes the work that you do, and I thank you for it. When it comes to things I like about your show, I love the fact that you are always on the bleeding edge of podcasting technology. Whether it's a new mixer, new microphone, new streaming service, whatever it is that comes out, it seems that you're always aware of these things. And not only that, you always look at trying to get a copy or an evaluation copy or get a copy of whatever it is that is out there, sometimes in your own dime, I understand, and you test it out, you try it out before you give your honest opinion on how valuable that particular item, device, or what have you might be to the podcasting community. So it's not someone reading the specs of an individual item off of a box and then giving your opinion based on that. You've actually gone out, played with it, tested it, and done as much as you can with it before you give your opinion. So for that, I do thank you. As far as things that I'm not crazy about, about your show, I think that for me, I'm a little over the discussion between what a good or bad podcasting host happens to be. So for me, the discussion on things like Anchor or SoundCloud, uh, I'm just over it. I think that there is a certain segment of the podcasting population where you're just not going to be able to compete with the free model of podcasting. I think anyone who's listened to you over the last couple of years knows exactly where you stand as it relates to those things. And for some people, I think that that information is going to go in one ear and out the other. As far as things that I would change I, or I'd like to see, I, I think you do a pretty good job at balancing interviews and all of your content to bring value every week to the masses. Some of it is applicable to me. Some of it isn't, but I listen to it anyway because I never know when it might apply to me down the road. So thanks, Dave, for everything you do and just stay the course. Thank you so much. You know what? And here's one of those things when somebody says something and you go, mm, you know what? I think he's got a good point. In fact, Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv, we were talking about this on Ask the Podcast Coach, and he actually said the A word, which is uh, anchor. And uh, we're like, oh, don't poke the bear because people just know that I, I just I see. Here's the problem. I see people, I help people on a weekly basis, if not every other day basis, move away from Anchor, and it's just a mess. And so the teacher in me that wants to help everybody just wants to every day wake up and say, don't use Anchor. But Darwin makes a good point. There are people that are just like, nope, you can't beat free. And Jim Cullison said something very, very smart last week. He said, you do know you've probably given them more exposure by telling people not to use them. So there may be people actually using, like more people are using it because I keep saying don't use it. They go over and check it out. So that is a good point. And actually, it's something I said I was going to do this year, which I've kind of done, but kind of not done. And that is I'm kind of just done comparing media hosts because I have the ones that I recommend. Libsyn, Blueberry are great. Podbean, if you're on a budget, things like that. And after that, it's like, why would you want to use somebody who just started today? Because they haven't proven themselves. And see, I'm, I'm doing it right now. I'm talking about podcast medios. But on one hand, I want to keep repeating it because I get new listeners all the time. But on the other hand, there's a point that really I might be doing more harm than good by trying to tell people not to use something. So very good point. Thank you so much for that. 
Hi, Dave. This is Brandon. I wanted to reply to your question of the month. Uh, first of all, what do you like about the School of Podcasting? I like how up-to-date it is. I know that if there's a major change coming in the podcasting world, Dave's on it. Apple did something different. I'm going to get an email from them. I know that he's going to address it. Uh, what do you think I'd like to change? Uh, there's not a whole lot to the format. I honestly, uh, since I come from a sports background and have a sports podcast, would love to hear some more guests on how they handle the transition. Uh, I heard you mention uh, elsewhere that with sporting events, you're really commentating on stuff you can't control. And that is very true. Uh, I'm also curious to see how they take the ebb and flow of the season, the upcoming season, the off season, et cetera, how they handle it. So that'd be great to hear about. So uh, I think that answers that other part of it where you'd like to hear what's on the show. Uh, we thank you so much for all you do, Dave. We are Florida Focus Podcast. You can find us at FortaFocusPodcast.com. Thank you, Brandon. And here's the situation. I've actually reached out to Jay Soderberg. You might know him as Podvader. This is a guy who worked at ESPN. He is the king of probably sports podcasts. He does one himself. And I said, look, Jay, I live in Cleveland. Most of our sports teams kind of, uh, they're not very good. And so I'm not a huge sports nut. Would you like to come on the show? So I'll let you know how that goes. But uh, Jay is a guy, like I said, with a great background. And how do you make a sports podcast stand out? That is something that I'm like, mm, it's it's one of those things that's going to be kind of tough. So I've asked Jay to come on the show. We'll see what happens. Hey, Dave, it's Matt Rafferty. Thank you very much for doing that ultimate guide to podcast interviews. That episode you did a few episodes ago was fantastic. I plan on listening to that every year. It was a home run, a grand slam. Thank you again for doing that. You know, when it comes to fast forwarding during your podcast, I seldom do that unless it's a commercial. And then, you know, what I, I, I would like to see you do more of is interviews. I, I get a lot of value out of when you interview people, you cut it down to just the concise parts that you need to hear. And I appreciate that. And Dave, the one thing I would change about your podcast is your thumbnail. When I look at thumbnails for WTF or the feed, it's quite obvious what they are, but your font and logo are very small. And on my podcast app, they're even smaller than you can imagine. And so I find it difficult to read. So my suggestion would be to redo your thumbnail and not even necessarily write out the school of podcasting. Maybe just put a large SOP. Just my thoughts. Dave, thank you very much. If you're interested in listening to my podcast, it's called The Author Inside You. My wife and I interview authors about writing, publishing, and promoting their book. And the idea is to motivate people to publish their own book. And Dave, as soon as your book is done, we hope to have you as a guest. Thanks, Dave. Thank you, Matt, fellow Clevelander. And uh, you know what, Matt? You got an absolutely great point. My website and my graphics looked like they were made by somebody who is not a web designer or a graphic. It's actually something I started to work on at the beginning of the year, and you kind of answered your own question. And then I got approached to write to rewrite the book, More Podcast Money, and it has taken a backseat. But uh, you absolutely have a point. Uh, my graphics could need a uh, an update. I've actually got somebody working on it, and uh, it's something that I want to revisit probably Oh, man, later towards the end of the year. But uh, you absolutely have a point. And so as we listen to these, you can see that if you just ask your audience for their opinion, they will give it to you. And nobody here is saying, you suck. Hey, Dave, it's Laura Johnson from the Reviews and Randomness podcast, a special place where I tell stories about the products and services I love with a little randomness thrown in on the side. First off, I find so much value from your show that it's hard to name just one thing I love, but I definitely admire your use of sound effects throughout the show. I think it helps keep listeners more engaged. 
I don't have anything in particular I'd change about your podcast. Mainly just want to point out that I just don't know how you manage all of the shows you are on and working full time. Just want to make sure you're taking care of yourself so you don't get burned out. So Dave needs to take care of Dave in order to take care of us. I'd love to hear you do a deep dive episode into sound effects and tips on efficiently and effectively using them. When I use them in my show, I get the most feedback that they are loved, but I do them all in post-production, which takes a lot of time for me and audacity. So I need to learn how to speed that process up. Thanks for the opportunity to provide feedback. You can find my show at reviewsandrandomness.com. Thank you, Laura. And I loved her show, by the way. If you are a mom or anybody, I love she... She had a great episode where she was talking about the best toy she ever bought for her kids. It was great. And, uh, is in regards to how do I do so many shows? I kind of say this as a joke, but, um, it's true. Uh, Dave doesn't have a wife and Dave doesn't have any kids. And I work for Libsyn, uh, eight to five and I got the rest of the night to do whatever I want. And that is podcasting because I love podcasting. Won't be that way all the way because I literally have painted myself into a corner that even if I wanted to date somebody now, I got no time. And that's got to uh, come to an end. But in regards to doing a show about sound effects, that is definitely coming in the future. And I'm going to expand it a little bit because really what it boils down to is file management. But uh, here's notice Laura loves the sound effects. Now, you'll see later where that's not always the case. Hey, Dave. Love your show. My name is Steve Schmutz and appreciate all that you do. I listen to every one of your shows front to back. So thank you very much. No problem, Schmutz. Come on. It's just fun to say Schmutz. Pardon. Thanks to you. I got my podcast started. I do an interview show on the about the workers' compensation industry. It's called WorkCompPulse.com. And as you have mentioned and as you taught me, you can find out how to get a hold of me at WorkCompPulse.com slash contact. So I'll answer your questions now. What I like about the School of Podcasting podcast, the main thing I really, really enjoy is the variety. Every week is a great topic. Like I said, I listen, you know, front to back. I always learn something. Um, So really, really appreciate all the effort you put into it. And I love the variety. Uh, What do I wish you would change? Honestly, not that. I don't really have anything. I'm not a huge fan of the little sound effects that you put in once in a while. I'll just say that. It is not a big deal at all, Um, but that's just me. Uh, What topics would you like to hear on the show? I just like what you already do. I sat here thinking about what you know, new, new topics I would like you to do since my show is an interview show, obviously anything around interviews, which I loved the one you recently did um, listen to that just the other day um, on interviewing. So anything about that, I, I eat up, but I love them all. So keep them going, Dave. You're awesome. Thanks very much. Now you'll notice that's the second person that has mentioned this interview episode. And the reason I did that episode is because everybody and their brother is always asking questions about interviews. So again, if you go to school of podcasting.com slash six, seven, seven, you will hear that episode that now Matt has talked about and Steve has talked about. So Steve, thank you so much for that. And now you'll see my conundrum with sound effects, but I do want to mention here, I've got some more and we're going to kind of tie this now into you. Cause I realize you're like, yeah, Dave, blah, blah, blah. Dave does this. Dave does that. Let's, let's bring this over to you. People love this, the question of the month. I got that a lot, learning the best ways to podcast. So take the word podcast out of that 
and put your thing in. Learning the best way to knit, learning the best best way to walk your dog, the up-to-date changes. You heard Darwin talk about that, um, up-to-date stuff. I'm actually working on something right now where I'm going to be bringing some new gear to podcast uh, movement, by the way. Can I take a quick, can we take a tangent for two seconds? Podcast movement, I'm doing a session on does starting a podcast make you want to wet your pants? And if you are new to podcasting, I beg you to come to this. It's going to be one of the coolest sessions you've ever seen at any event about podcasting. It's going to be completely new, completely different than anything you've ever seen. It's highly interactive. And I'm here to tell you, I am nervous as a cow on the 4th of July. Does that make any sense? I don't know. I'm really, because it's either going to be awesome or it's going to blow up in my face. So, that is kind of a cutting edge thing that I'm trying. Uh, you are consistently prov- providing concise. I hear that a lot. Dave, you're concise, actionable advice, interviews with interesting podcasters and how to content, multiple topics and specialized guests. So you kind of see some things there as well as Dave. I love the trials and tribulations in connecting with your audience. I like real world examples, not just me reading out of a book. I got real people on here. Some people said the high quality production. And how much you uh, basically reduce my concerns about podcasting. And that's the one I had a lot of people say, you have a high quality production. Can I hear, can I, here's the deal. I don't think my podcast sounds that great. I think I have a lot of room reverb in it uh, and I could obsess over that, but then I have to tell myself it's not the tech. So uh, general updates and how to create, manage and grow your podcast audience. Here's another one. Honest and transparency. That is huge. Are you being honest with your audience? Are you being transparent because they want to get to know you? Here's another one. Honest information. Here's another one. I like your honesty. The fact that you tell the truth and aren't afraid to give your opinion. I like specific sections. I like when you do an antidote, which is odd is I didn't when I first started listening. So it just goes to show you that, uh, you know, not don't change your format because I like those. I like those antidotes. The interviews. This is the thing that came up a lot is a lot of people said they really like my interviews. And it's interesting because I consider this a solo podcast. And everybody's like, do more interviews. And I'm like, all right. Uh, here's one. Uh, I love that Dave just talks with excitement about what's important to him. And I think this is a key thing. If you're doing a podcast and you're coming to the microphone like, time to make the podcast, uh, which is an old reference to time to make the donuts, which we'll talk about that in a second, that I just made a reference to a episode or a commercial from probably 1978 or something like that. I always enjoy the because of my podcast story. So I need to keep doing those. I'll talk about that towards the end of the show. Uh, Dave, you think about the person who's just starting out and the people have who have also been in it for a while. So it helps me learn as a newbie but also stretches me to research other things. Love how you use sound effects. There's another person. There's another pro sound effects person. Um, expert interviews. I love the last five and five. Bring it back. Well, it's really easy. This is how I bring it back. And this is how you get more exposure for your show. Go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. And if you've already recorded it, you can upload it right there, or you can use SpeakPipe or whatever you want to do. I need it in an audio format, though. I don't need this one via email. And it's simply, what were the last five podcasts you listened to? Tell us a little bit about them. Tell us where we can find them. And that's it. And then, of course, tell us a little bit about your show and where we can find it. It's called The Last Five and Five. Why is it that? The last five podcasts you listen to and try to do it in under five minutes. 
The other thing, Dave, I love your analogies. It helps me, helps anyone understand at any level uh, to understand the picture you are trying to paint, even if it's painting with peanut butter, which is something I talk about a lot. Uh, the interviews, again, with industry personalities and in, as well as gear and service reviews, uh, somebody said they really liked when I interviewed the guy from PodCoin, which was interesting because I really wasn't sure if that was going to go over as well. So I might start doing that, interviewing some of these people that are doing services for us. I loved that suggestion. Dave, I love your humor, your uh, varied topics, your pace, your transitions, and awesome ideas. And I also, somebody put in, I love the episode bloopers at the end. Now, I started doing that again, wasn't sure how it was going to go over, and I've had multiple people tell me, I love the bloopers at the end because it makes me seem human. And I'm like, I am so human. (laughs) Please don't think I'm not. So now here's the fun part. So what did we hear about there? We, We heard things like authentic. Honest, consistent, and concise. Those are the things that people like about my show. They like to be inspired. So things like because of my podcast, real world examples. So these are the things that I'm going to be focusing on. And one of the things I'm going to be focusing on is maybe doing a few more interviews. And what kind of interviews? People giving real world example about how they connect with their audience, how they grow their audience. And I actually just did one. And you're going to love it in the future. Actually, I have two in the can right now. But here was the hard question. Dave, what would you change? What What do you think I should change about my show? Now, I got to be honest with you. I wasn't crazy about asking that question. But if you're going to grow, if you're going to do anything better, you have to look at yourself. You just have to. If I'm going to lose weight, which I'm actually down a few pounds, uh, I got to look in the mirror and go, hey, Tubby, what's going on? You know what? You want to back away from the Twinkie? Yeah, that might help. And it's not fun to realize that sometimes you could do something better. But keep in mind, that doesn't mean you're horrible. There's always room for improvement. When I graduated college, my first job was a copier technician. That was before I got into the training department. And they had big giant signs everywhere in this building, constant improvement. That was their mantra, and that is my mantra today. I am always looking to improve. So here are some of the things. Uh, I got this one. Dave, you have the same podcasters on all the time. How about some variety? And they said, for example, because I don't really have people on my show more than once, hardly ever. But there is one guy, and this is what they brought up. That horse podcasting guy is on. Every time he's on, I turn it off. Sorry, but it's not my thing. Other than that, I love everybody else on the show. And I'm keeping people anonymous here. Now, here's the thing. How I said, you have to determine what's coming on your show and what's not. Glenn the Geek is a verb. Glenn the Geek is a verb. I have people come to me that have listened to episodes with Glenn and they've said, hey, I've grown my audience a ton. I've got a ton of sponsors. I've got things like that because I Glenn the Geeked it. So Glenn has been on, I think, more than any other. Oh, that's that's hands down. Glenn has been on more than anybody else. He usually talks about different things. He's been on to talk about interviews. He's been on to talk about uh, contests. He's been on about growing your audience. He's been on talking about monetization. And the reason I have Glenn on is because he's doing it. He's actually successful. So uh, who, I, I'm not going to say your name who said that, but Glenn is coming on in the future. And I would highly recommend, I'll put it this way. Glenn is the only person who has his own pretty link. 
If you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash Glenn, that's G-L-E-N-N, the geek, you'll see I have a page with all of Glenn's episodes because from time to time I have people ask me questions and I go, listen to this episode. And who is it? It's Glenn the Geek. So I appreciate your feedback, but that's not one that I, that's a deal breaker for me. Uh, Glenn always for me brings in, I learn from Glenn because he's a guy that's out there doing it. He runs his podcast as a business. He's doing it successful. And there are a lot of people in this audience that want to do that same thing. Uh, I got this. This was a great response. Your email responses, meaning my newsletter, seemed to basically go away. He goes, you need to be more consistent with that. And I went, oh, man, you know what? Yeah, I do. And that's one where you go, wow, okay. Uh, Here's another one. While it doesn't bother me, I think too often you reference old movies, songs, and you go with your back of the day quote, which, and it's okay. So I'm like, yeah, I do that. That may not resonate with younger audiences. And I went, oh, is that a great point out? Because here's the thing. Check this out. Let's do the demographics. Uh, we'll talk more about this. Uh, and now actually, let's do it all now. My audience is 80% male and 20% female. So ladies, tell a friend, would you? Uh, the age, I have nobody under 30 listening to my show. According now, I had a whopping, again, 31 responses from my audience. But of those people, the 31 to 40 was 41%. 41 to 50, 41%. That's right. So from 30 to 50 is 82% of my audience and 61 to 70 is 18%. I have no young people. So maybe I'm turning people away by talking about happy days and Fonzie. (laughs) How far do people listen? 75%. uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, 7% listen to 75%, 93% listen to all of it. Well, that either means nobody was willing to say, I don't listen to all of your show or not. Do you currently have a podcast? 90% do and 10% don't. So here's the thing. When I do a beginner episode, I'm kind of ignoring maybe 90% of my audience, but that's kind of what this show is about in some ways. I try to mix in a beginner one every now and then, but I do realize that the majority of my audience is already has a podcast. And that's the one thing that's kind of, I wish I could change. The School of Podcasting is really seen as a place to start your podcast. It says plan, launch, and grow. The big word there is grow. So it's not just a place to launch. Uh, The perfect length of a podcast, not my podcast. Like when you're listening to podcasts, what's your perfect length? 3% of my audience said less than a half hour. 59% of my audience said somewhere between 30 and 45 minutes, and 28% said 40 to 60 minutes. Nobody wanted a podcast over an hour. And I, some people I had to kind of, they didn't put in a number, and I kind of had to interpret what they said. Have you ever told a friend about the school of podcasting? 90% said they have. Now, to me, that's a key ingredient because that means somebody is sharing my content, and that's the kind of content that I want to make. And 10% have not. What's up with you? Now, you could take that attitude. But remember, there's always that one dentist, Dave said, again, referring to a commercial from the 1970s. I forget what it was. Crest? Four out of five recommend Crest or was it Colgate? Anyway, there's always that one dentist that's just being a jerk. So don't bother with that. So, all right, here we go. Let's go back to uh, what people were saying here. Uh, For example, um, 
Oh, this is a great one. Dave, I don't need to hear all the steps of math to get to an hourly rate of $60,000 a year. You could really just tell me the math and give me the bottom line number. And this is a great example. And I kind of went back and looked at that. I've said this over and over. Nobody cares how the sausage is made. They really don't. Just give me the sausage. And if I have questions, I will contact you. And I went, man, that's a great point. So I need to make sure sometimes I... I like math, okay? I My original degree was in, a, in electronic engineering. I'm kind of a math nerd, and most people hate math. So, yeah, I need to keep that in mind. Had somebody say, not this show, the School of Podcasting, but the podcast rodeo show. There's too much snide comments. But, hey, I was born British. And I had another one. I think the podcast rodeo show is a disservice to your expertise and kindness, but that's just another show. And the podcast rodeo show, when we talked about me burning out and things like that, that show was never supposed to be longer than a month. And it's me giving my first impression. And there are times when I am brutally honest on that because I'm doing it at 1230 at night when I should be sleeping. And if any podcast is going to go away in the future, I have a couple ones and that would be probably number two. I do that three days a week and they're only like five minutes long. And people love it because I am so brutally honest, but it's not, I don't want people like I have people like they're afraid to submit their show because I'm just going to say, well, that wasn't very good. And I try to give, I need to be more constructive with my feedback over there. So I really thought that was great feedback. I need to be more constructive than just like, you know, somebody will submit a show with anchor. And of course that just pushes my buttons. Here's another one. All the extra sound effects you've been adding, maybe a little more so in the past six months, um, that seems something that somebody wants to change. So there's somebody who's like, hey, what's up with the sound effects? Also, I know you're against dates on your blog post. I'm not really against them. I just don't have them. But they said, I really wish you had dates on your uh, website. Context matters. And I know if it's several years old, that might impact how I approach something. That is a great piece of feedback. So I may look into that. Uh, I, I think it's something I can add in my theme here. Sometimes there's too much repetition between the school of podcasting, ask the podcast coach, podcasters roundtable, the feed, and the new media show. I love all of them, but felt a little disappointed when there's too much overlap in the topics. And I see your point. Let's look at this from a TV perspective. If a politician says something really stupid, gets his hand stuck in the cookie jar, I'm pretty sure here in the States, ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, CNN, they're all going to cover that story. And so it's not like ABC is going to go, well, we were going to cover the politician being stupid, but we can't because NBC probably is going to talk about it too. That's kind of the same way I am here. All I can do is try to create a relationship with you so that I am the person you come to to get your podcasting news, your podcasting tips in the event that someday you go, you know what? I can't listen to all these shows. I need to pick one. I want to be the person you pick. I do try not to talk about things on Ask the Podcast Coach and this one. That's kind of hard because sometimes somebody will ask a question about a subject that I've already planned to talk about on this show. And so it's going to be kind of hard uh, to, you know, not talk about something on this show that's on another show. Like if you listen to your podcast consultant, everything on that particular show is on this show. But if you like a shorter show, and we just we'll talk about that here in a second. You know, that's the show for you, not this one. And that's why I'm doing that show, because some people like things in a little bite-sized package. All right, so that's one that I can't really change a lot, but I get your point, and I do my best not to repeat things on Ask the Podcast Coach 
and do it here on School of Podcasting. I do try to do that. The other thing is to learn from that, number one, maybe you should only have one show, Dave. That's a little crazy. And number two, people will follow you. When you create good content, if you do start a second podcast or if you start a blog or if you start a YouTube channel, they might go there. So uh, here's another one. A lot of assumed knowledge from previous episodes or technologies or podcasting. That is awesome feedback right there. A lot, the curse of knowledge. Sometimes if I say something like, well, you just need to export your file at 128 kilobits per second stereo, a newbie's going to go, what did he just say? So I thought, hmm, that's something I got to remember that there are times when we do have people who haven't been in podcasting for a while. I loved that feedback. And that's something you got to think about yourself when you're talking about something and you're in the knee deep section and you're talking about the early days of James Bond and when so-and-so was the villain, but the writer of the book. And you're like, wait, hold on. We haven't, my audience may not know that. Knowledge is a great thing. You want to stretch your knowledge because it helps you be known as an expert, but you also have to realize that not all of your audience is on the same page. So I really like that piece of feedback. Here's another one. Personally, Dave, I'm tired of beginner topics. I understand that you make money helping people start, but I can't imagine even a beginner would appreciate your expertise on more of the how to improve your podcast topics. And that is something we heard a lot of. People were saying, how can I improve? How can I get my audience? And so, yeah, that is true. So I thought that was a great piece of, uh, that's something I was just like, hmm, that's a theme that I see going on here. Uh, I And I love this one. I'm not a big fan of the easy listening jazz music you use under your commercials. It does not command authority. Now, I, well, I want to explain, and you'll notice today we didn't have jazz music, so we're already putting that into action. The reason I picked jazz is because it's easy to pick the, to, to splice it together. If you ever notice how that music just ends perfectly when I'm done with the commercial, that's because somewhere in there, I have cut the file in the middle and spliced the two together so that it lines up perfectly. So let me go back. I'm going to play you the part where I spliced it. And these are the things you can obsess over. There was a little bit of a stutter step there, and that's the musician in me. And it's much easier to do that thing, splice a song when it's jazz and it sounds like you got four people playing four different songs in four different rooms. But I also stole that from Jerry Seinfeld. If you ever watch comedians in cars getting coffee, everything sounds cooler with jazz. But you have a a point there. Maybe that's not the right tone for a commercial. So I really appreciate that. Here's another one. The occasional crass comment or innuendo is a bit annoying. I know it doesn't happen often, but when it does, it makes me cringe. Yeah, that is me, unfortunately. I occasionally, because, oh, can we can we have a little God moment? Let's insert some cheesy sound effects. Much better. Yes. Um, I, I confess to be a Christian, but yet there are times when I love to go right to the edge to make my fellow Christians go, and I just like doing that. So I'm, I'm sorry. I try. It's not very often, but yeah, on occasion I go just right to the edge and that makes people, and I probably shouldn't do that. And here's the thing I want to point out about this. That person who sent that in has never said that to me in an email or anywhere, but they've been thinking that this is the key of why occasionally you have to ask somebody to go, Hey, what do you think? Because I've never had, I've had a, a people, I had somebody reach out in another comment that said, Hey, Dave, you played a last five and five from an atheist. And this is where we're going to go a little, a little invisible sky buddy here. Sorry. And 
uh, he was kind of like, I kind of cringed when you heard that because, hey, like, don't you play for the other team? And I'm like, yeah, I do. But here's my point. If you go back to what the J-Man said, he was like, treat everybody the way you want to be treated. And while in a one way I'm giving exposure to an atheist podcast, the only way to make friends with an atheist is to actually be a nice guy. So I've in my travels, I found walking up to atheists and going, you're going to hell typically doesn't work. And so I try the other kind of like golden rule thing. And I realize that when I played that, there are people that are going to go, ah, uh, but for me, that's the way I kind of do my little mission. So end of uh, Invisible Sky Buddy talk for this episode. All right. And the last feedback I got, and this is something I talk about all the time here on this show. Dave, not the biggest fan of the mo- of most podcast intros. I would prefer you start talking immediately about the show by possibly asking a few questions. Uh, the state that we'll be getting into uh, further in the show. For example, what mic should you be using when walking around outside and recording? What's the difference between a condenser and blah, blah, blah. We'll get to that today. I'm Dave Jackson. And I thank you for being here at the school of podcasting. Now let's talk about mics. So he's talking about cutting out my intro, you know, the whole podcasting since 2005, blah, 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 message, tackle, etc. Uh, here's the thing. We're at 51% of America has listened to a podcast, and there's a whole lot of other people on the planet that haven't even got there yet. And so as much as I realize, and if you look at your stats in Apple Podcasts, yes, you have stats. In some cases, in Apple Podcasts, you can see how far people listen along. And I get really nervous because I see that a lot of people skip the first 60 seconds of my podcast. Why? Because they've heard me say podcasting since 2005, 8 million times. Well, actually not 8 million, 680 times. And they kind of know who I am and the whole, you know, Hall of Fame, blah, blah, blah. And I get that. There are a lot of people who have not. And it's just me explaining what the show's about So I explain what the episode is about. Today, we're talking about listener feedback. Then we talk about what is the show about. It helps you massage your message, blah, blah, blah. You heard it. I don't need to repeat it. And so I get that. But I, for me, my buddy, Eric K. Johnson has a great analogy. You can find him at podcasttalentcoach.com. You can find both of us at podcastreviewshow.com. And he said, nobody gets on a bus without knowing where it's going. So I try to let people know what we're talking about and also let them know what the show's about. So that's not something I'm going to change. Now, if you hate my podcast intro, go over to your podcast consultant. You can find that at podcastconsultant.com. That intro over there is super sweet. I'm into the content in like 24 seconds, if that. It's probably even quicker. So that show is only nine minutes long. The whole point of that show is to get right to the content. So I appreciate the feedback, but that's not one. I will try to, and that's where uh, I kind of get worried about advertising. So let's talk about that a second. So first of all, thank you to Everyone who sent in their information, both on the online form and the audio format, I really do deeply appreciate that. One thing I want to point out is I used to work many, many moons ago. I worked as a car hop. Yes, I was a car hop. No roller skates, but I was a car hop. And one of the things you really, really want is honest feedback. If you tell me, I didn't like it because my fries were cold, then I can fix it and make sure you come back. That is key. I can fix it 
and make sure you come back. So it's not fun to have somebody go, man, your fries were cold because I did everything I could to make sure the fries were hot. But you know what? Uh, No, no. Yeah, right there. Those fries are cold. So when somebody says, hey, Dave, you know, when you say things that might limit your appealment, is that even a word? Did I just make up a word? You might not appeal to the younger peeps if you keep talking about Fonzie and the Waltons. I'm like, that's a really good point. And so you have to be able to look at yourself and feedback is the best because if we go back to a restaurant if you've ever eaten someplace and you're like wow this is some of the worst food i've ever eaten and then you go to check out and you bring your bill up to the front if the if you don't pay the waitress or maybe as you're walking out the uh the greeter person goes how was everything folks and you go fine and you walk out the door and you are never coming back you gave them no feedback you didn't give them a chance to fix it and they're never getting you back in fact there are studies that show they will spend 10 times 10 times the amount of money to get you to try us again than if they had just taken care of you the first time. And so that's why when somebody gives you feedback and it's not the most pleasant and it's something you go, "Mm, that does fit the show. You know, Dave, I subscribe to your newsletter and it's not very consistent. That's easy to fix. And that gives that person something to talk about. So those are some things, again, that you can learn here. So be consistent, be honest, be yourself. A lot of people just, hey, I love when Dave's excited to talk about something. All right. So before we get to the question of the month here, what did I struggle with here? Well, I've heard people say, Dave, the, sometimes the whole sound effects thing sounds like, you know, uh, what's, what's going on with that? Let me play you one here. I'll give you an example. Fun and information are two sides to this video podcast, not unlike the only two-sided state flag, Oregon. So I kept playing clips from mainstream media that said the word podcast, even though, um, yeah, that's illegal. So please don't quote me as a source of saying it's okay, because it's not. And I probably, I think I'm going to stop doing that in the future. I was driving the one day and I thought, you know, if I actually got caught, I'd be sitting there thinking, what was I doing? It was really, really dumb. But as for other sound effects that I've used in the past in terms of laughter or whatever like that, what I'm really trying to do in many cases is I usually make a point and I really want to drive it home to catch your attention. And so I've always just kind of gone with my gut And I think I will continue to go with my gut on that and just do my best to make sure it doesn't sound like, uh, you know, Binky and the Wiz and the morning crew, because that is a little annoying. Now, I kind of got the message that, hey, Dave, I like your interviews. And part of that makes me proud because that means, hey, I must be doing good interviews. And I plan on doing maybe a little more than I have been in the past. A lot of that is going to be when I find the right people. And this is where I'm going to do something kind of stupid. I'm going to shoot myself in the foot right here. Come on. This is going to be fun. Are you ready? If you know of a good guest, you just heard what my audience is looking for. They're looking for not the average Joe person who has had some podcast success. They're doing something that's a little different and, you know, you kind of know what my audience is looking for. We're looking for not the typical, we're not looking for another 
super famous person who has a podcast. We're looking from somebody who came from nowhere, started a podcast and had success. And we want to know how they did that. If you know somebody that fits that bill, Matthew Passy from thepodcastconsultant.com sent me over somebody and it was a really interesting story. Now, here's the thing where it gets kind of weird and kind of awkward. If that is you, I do want to hear from you. But in all these cases, if I don't know you, and in many cases, if somebody says, hey, Dave, I know somebody, you need to go interview Ivan Norskengashk. I go, great. Ivan sounds like a great guy, but I just need to let him know. I need to do a pre-interview to make sure he fits because I'm not going to do an interview with somebody I don't know until I know they have, they're going to bring value for you. I'm not going to put somebody on here that I don't think delivers value. So if you know of somebody, because my audience, you just heard, has said, hey, Dave, I really like your interviews. I just need more interesting people with a good story, and I'm not so much looking for an inspirational story, although it's great when they come from nothing, because to me, I've heard enough. In, I, I am up. I am overflowing with inspiration and people that have walked. You know, I started a business that earns eight gazillion dollars, and I walked to school both ways uphill, and I cured cancer and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, okay, you're great. But how does that help me grow my audience? That's my whole point. And so if you know somebody that fits that, I'm definitely willing to have a pre-interview. And again, you can contact me at schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. But I got a really good question of the month. And I need this. This is going to be for August. Go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash question, and that'll take you right there. I need this by August 23rd, he said, looking at the calendar. You ready? What was the last thing that you shared that wasn't yours? Key reason here. What was the last thing you shared on social media that was not yours? And why were you inspired to share it? So one more time, something that's not yours that you shared on social media. What was it and why did you share it? Now, of course, include a little bit about you and your podcast, because I want to get into why do people share things? And speaking of sharing things, I need to share some people here that help put together this episode. We're talking about Pedro from My Stuttering Life, and these are all at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 681. Brandon from Florida Focus Podcast. We had Lee from We Have Cancer. You've heard uh, Lee in the future. He's been on the show. Win from A Diary of Fashionista. Martha from Martha Runs the World. So if you ever wonder who runs the world, it's Martha. There you go. Question answered. James from Where We Buy. Bill from Youth with a Mission podcast. Jazz from Giving Up the Ghost. Steph uh, Fuccio, who was just on the Podcasters Roundtable with us. Mike from Create Pod. Alex from Spirits and Lyrics. Lee from This Is Rami. Jeremy from the Transmissions Podcast, Brandon from the Seahawkers Podcast, Garrett from the Good Patron Podcast, Kelly from Two U's Fiber Adventure, Oscar from Deep Listening, Laura from Reviews on Randomness, Scott from What Was That Like Podcast, where I literally, the last episode, he interviewed a guy who ate his own foot. I'm not making that up. What was that like eating your own foot? Uh, Steve Stewart from stevestewart.me. Matt from The Author Inside You, JD from Bookworm Banquet, Paul from Fighting Through Podcast, that's a World War II podcast, Tim going way back, 
one of the earliest members of the School of Podcasting from the Sled Dog Podcast, Lee from Covert Nerd, Darwin Day from Dealing With My Grief, Steve the Schmutzinator from Work Comp Pulse, as well as awesome people like Richard Grimshaw, Hershey Ornstein, Ismail, Matt Simpson, and Paul Caps. Now, let's give away some stuff. Alexa, pick a random number between 1 and 31. Your random number between 1 and 31 is 26. 26. I went high tech there. I put my Alexa in front of the speaker, which probably sounded like caca. But it also means, according to my sheet, Matt Simpson, you are the winner, my friend, of an Amazon Dot, which is the little hockey puck Alexa device. I'll be emailing you this shortly and a free month at the School of Podcasting for participating in this very special question of the month. So in conclusion here, I'm okay. I got some constructive feedback. Some of it I'm going to, a lot of it I'm going to put into use and some of it I'm not because that would be changing the show in a way that I don't want to change it. And the cool thing is it's my show. I can do with it whatever I want. And if you want a show where you get to be the king or queen and get to call all the shots, simply go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash start and use the coupon code listener. That's L-A-S-T-E-N-E-R and sign up for either a monthly or yearly subscription. Cancel any time you want if you're on the monthly thing. And there is a 30-day money-back guarantee. Thank you so much for tuning in. Next week, I am so excited to bring you Kristen Meinzer. She's the author of, it's a new book called So You Want to Start a Podcast. She has worked for everybody. Literally, you could play like a, you could win every game of Scrabble because she's worked for WNYC, CNN. Uh, she's worked for CBS TV. She's been a producer. She's been a commentator, a producer, you name it. She's done it. And she's coming on this show to talk about her new book. Really cool stuff in there. Answering questions like, how long should your podcast be? And I, I really thought like, oh, this is just another radio person telling little podcasters how, no, she's like, no, don't be like radio. It's a really cool interview. You can get these as always by going to schoolofpodcasting.com slash subscribe and never miss an episode. And if you want more information on starting a podcast, thinking of so you want to start a podcast, go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. Use the coupon code listener on either a monthly or yearly subscription. There is a 30-day money-back guarantee, so you don't have to worry about, mm, I'm not sure if this is for me. Don't like it? Let me know. We will cancel that and refund your money. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Until then, class is dismissed. Take care and God bless. This is why I help you massage your message. We're talking a lot about that today. We're talking about tackling the technology, facing your... No, we're not talking about tackling the technology. Why did you say that? Or if you just want, you just want to make your own sound, your own sound. You want to make your own sound sound good. That makes sense. Or your own show sound good. I can't read. I'm sorry. But anyway, who is this for? Individuals who want to earn money. Let's do that again. Steph from... Oh, boy. Stephachio.weebly.com. Steph, you really got to get... Anyway, uh, Mike... Fr- oh, I can't say that.
we are getting a great glimpse of podcasting from someone who's worked at CNN, WNYC. She's worked for CBS radio and TV, and that's wrong. It was CBS TV. This is what happens when you keep podcasting six hours in. It's time for a break. (laughs) 